If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hey, everybody. This episode of On Deck is brought to you by Into the AM for information on how you can save 10% on cool t-shirts like this. Stick around. Let's get started today, though, Lloyd, with On Deck Episode 6. I'm Bill. That's Lloyd. Uh, what's going on, Lloyd? I had to shift to two hands now. I can't just hold up fingers anymore. Uh, <laughs> not much, man. It's it's Friday. It's been it's been a heck of a week. I'm looking forward to the weekend uh, and playing some games, some Steam games of all things. Uh, I wish I had a Steam Deck right now because I'd be playing them on that device. Yeah, absolutely. So for those of you who this is your first time checking out this this show, this show is all about the Steam Deck. We are both very, very excited because we like games that are convenient. We like things to be convenient. We like that kind of thing. And being able to pick up your Steam Deck and play games wherever you are. And then when you get home, plug it in and play it on the TV. That is very, very compelling. And I think it's compelling to a lot of people, as is, um, I guess, justified by all of the people who've been watching the show so if you're one of those people who've watched all of them then thank you very much and if you're not make sure that you click on subscribe and all of the other youtube buttons before we get started are you ready to talk about some video game stuff lloyd yeah i think so i think i think we can get into some kind of like tech conversations maybe talk about some some questions and other things i i I have a good feeling about those things bill yeah let's talk about some some comments that everybody left But first, this episode is sponsored by Into the AM. One of the things I can't stand about t-shirts is how they give you these little wings unless you have massive giant arms, which I don't have. Into the AM makes soft, comfortable, and well-fitted t-shirts, both with graphic designs or understated branded basics as well. You can even sign up for the t-shirt club where every month they send you a brand new design and you can pause or cancel anytime. So if you're looking for t-shirts with unique designs, superior fit and quality, head on over to intotheam.com slash nerdnest or click on the link in the description below. Again, that URL is intotheam.com slash nerdnest. Use the link below for 10% off your order. All right. We're back, and let's talk about the comments. You all have been leaving a bunch of comments on these episodes, and we really, really do appreciate it. If there's anything that you think of while you're watching this show, uh, then please feel free to leave a comment right down below the like button. Let's start with a comment from Felix E.N. Uh, They said, do you think the Steam Deck will be suitable for casual RTS gaming? I see some potential with the trackpads and many trigger buttons on the back. (laughs) What do you guys reckon? Um, so, Lloyd, I have the advantage of it's on the wall over there. I have the advantage of having a Steam controller, so I've actually had a chance to mess around with that. Mm-hmm. Are you an RTS guy? I I am. I, I way way in the past I was. Um, I loved games like Dune Two and Command and Conquer and and like kind of old school like Warcraft. All those old school games. I love those things. Um, and if you would have asked me before we started the show, could the Steam Deck do well with that? I'd be like, you're kidding. Not unless you plug a mouse in the top, crazy. Um, <laughs> but then I saw your video on what you did with the with the Steam controller, and you could have uh, one of the touchpads acts like a joystick, and the other one acts like a mouse. The other one acts like a trackpad. One acts like a trackball. Obviously, there's only two, so you'd have to swap yeah. them back and forth with with uh the the copious amount of triggers on the back you could have them as kind of like a a, a switch so you could switch modes and things like that you could for sure play any rts on this device um with just a little bit of training um quick story on that before i let bill jump in and and tell me how much i need to try a steam controller uh, a friend at work when a, a past job that i had he played everything with one of those mice that was like a trackball. So his hand was like sideways and he'd have the ball mm-hmm. in the top and it had like the four buttons and things like that. And you read forums and they say, no way can you play first person shooters with one of those things. He was one of the best first first person shooters of uh, players I've ever seen. I think there's going to be just comparable levels of awesome with people um, that have 
gotten their Steam Deck, gotten really good with their Steam Deck, and now are masters at playing games on this device. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. Back, I don't remember when, but there was a, a time where I lived with a roommate of mine. Uh, his name is Ken. Uh, hey, Ken, if you're watching this. Um, and he got me to try uh, first-person shooters with a trackball. And it was really, really good. The ability for you to just take your uh, your fingers and flick the trackball and have the character spin around really fast and then stop on a dime by putting your hand down yeah. was really good. And you never ran into that issue where, and this happens to me all the time, especially because I've got like this this big honking keyboard <laughs> with a number pad on the side, which I know is not what a lot of gamers use, but a lot of times I'll be playing a game and my mouse will hit the keyboard because like the keyboard's so big because I like a right. big chonky keyboard. Uh, so like trackball gaming was is absolutely something you can do. And it just goes to show you that you can learn to um, to play games anyway if you're determined enough. Sure. And when you jump on the, the Steam Deck, there are I mean, the, the key word here from Felix is casual, casual mm-hmm. RTS gaming. I do think that that's definitely a possibility. In fact, didn't um. Uh, I'm his name. I'm blanking on his name right now. Head of Xbox, um, Phil Spencer. Spencer. Yeah, Spencer. Yeah, Phil Spencer tweeted out because he had his hands on a Steam Deck. He tweeted out that he played Age Four. I assume that means Age of Empires Four, yep. which is an RTS. So I think Felix. I think the answer is yes. I I definitely agree with you there, Bill. And like you said, we can learn to use any sort of controls. Just like when the NES came out, we learned how to use D-pads. When we just had joysticks before that you'd move around by by craning your your wrist left, right, up and down. Uh, We learned how to use analog sticks when the N64 came out. We learned how to use shoulder buttons when the uh, Super Nintendo came out. All things that people looked at and said, that's too confusing. Now it's commonplace. Uh, We're going to be able to learn how to use this device and um, just unlock its its full capacity for awesome um, just after using it for a, a month or so. I'm sure everybody will be used to the different control options on the Steam Deck especially because it's super customizable and you have to keep in mind that, you know, I keep talking about the steam controller, which is awesome. That only has two buttons on the back and the steam deck has four mm-hmm. buttons on the back. So that's going to be even better. All right, let's move on to the next, uh, the next comment. This one comes from project Aeroid. Uh, hopefully I said that right project. Thank you very much for the comment. They said, cool discussion. On the Steam Deck, how do you think the Steam Deck could work as an occasional creative creation PC? Would it be usable for 3D rendering, photo creation, and or video editing using a mouse, keyboard, and monitor? Uh, I I mean, look, both Lloyd and I do a lot of creative stuff on our computers. I think it depends on what you're doing. Some things are going to require a lot more GPU. Some things are going to require more CPU, and we don't know quite what the real the real world situation is going to be when it comes to uh using this outside of gaming we do have some benchmark information by the way for the way that some games are working on the steam deck stick around for that we'll talk more about that later but what do you think lloyd do you think it's possible for people to sit down and do 3d rendering and um you know, things like video editing on on this thing? I definitely think so. It all depends how you're planning to use the device. Are you installing Windows on it and installing Photoshop and Creative Cloud? Uh, Are you going to use Linux? Uh, Just what comes with it? Boot into the desktop mode uh, by getting the nice Steam Deck dock or finding one of your your own and plugging into HDMI at a 4K resolution. Um, There's definitely the option there um, because it'll run pretty much anything. It's it's one of the more versatile computers out there where it can run Windows, it can run Linux. I'm sure there's going to be people that try to find somebody to run OS 10 on it through some crazy, <laughs> uh, cr- crazy boots, uh, boot images and, and, and hack and all that stuff. You'll build it on pretty much any software on it. It looks like it's going to be a beefy, beefy PC. Um, where you're going to be limited is the GPU. So um, things like video editing, uh, the rendering out of the video might take a little bit longer on this device than, say, a desktop of of similar specs just because your 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 desktop can ramp up your gpu to the full wattage that your power supply will support where it's under 20 watts on the steam deck so that'll have some issues there but 
you're taking your PC with you and it's not a laptop and you can play games on it. So there's going to have to be kind of a balancing thing that you're going to do with this device. Absolutely. And there's always people who look at devices like this and they say, is there ways that I can use it beyond just playing a game on it? Because then I I can multi, I can have a a device which is used for a lot of things. And a lot of people like to have things that are the word devices where you use it for this and you use it for this and you use it for this, which leads us into this next comment from Signature uh, Skits. Uh, they said, I'm curious about how viable the deck will be while docked with a TV. Do I have to worry about melting the deck if I want to watch a 4K movie while it's docked? I understand that playing games in 4K isn't viable, and I'm super fine with that. But gaming isn't all that I want to do with my computer. Uh, so, I mean, look, we... Lloyd and I have uh, another show called StadiaCast, and on StadiaCast, we talked a lot about this thing called the Chromecast Ultra, which is this incredibly cheap, um, really, really low-power device, which will allow you to watch 4K video on your PC. And then they brought out an even cheaper version that came with a remote for like 50 bucks. It's called Google TV. And this thing can... You have no no issues at all watching 4K. Do you think that there's any issues watching uh, like a 4K show yeah. on Netflix or whatever? Definitely not. Um, I, I can't see any issues at all. You you put it into desktop mode, outputs at 4K. Um, catching a stream is very light on your yeah. CPU and GPU. So that's not a problem. Uh, I'm sure if you have like a 4K MKV file loaded off of like a USB drive and you're trying to watch that, I'm sure that will be fine too. The uh, the bus seems to be fast enough, and there's there's plenty of of headroom in the GPU for uh, for for just playing back a a 4K video. Um, I don't see any issues with that at all. I agree 100. percent And then uh, they follow up and they say, I'm also curious about using other gaming apps like Game Pass or Twitch Prime. Which will those be compatible without having to install Windows? Yes. As far as Game Pass, I would say yes with a caveat of being able to play the games in the cloud. So for those of you who don't know, uh, Microsoft has this thing called Xbox Cloud Gaming, where if you subscribe to Game Pass, it kind of comes with it and you can try it out. It's in early stages. It doesn't work nearly as well as some of the other, for me, uh, as some of the, as some of the other uh, cloud gaming applications. But they're going to get better at that over time. Yeah. And eventually you're going to be able to play those games on your Steam Deck without installing Windows. Now, Twitch Prime, I don't know. I suppose that depends on the particular uh, game. And yeah. um, there's a question that we'll get to in a little bit about whether or not you have to be launching things through Steam in order to take advantage of Proton. So stick around for that. But do you, what do you think about Game Pass and Twitch Prime? Do you think you think I kind of nailed it, or is there anything else that that, that I'm not thinking of? Um, the cloud stuff, obviously, that's going to be easy. That's just catching a stream. There's going to be a standards compliant browser shipping on this device. If it's not if it's not as compliant as you want, you can install whatever the heck you want on that device. Yeah. Um, but we also know that you'll be able to install things like the uh, the Epic Games Store. I wouldn't be surprised if if you can get Game Pass running and do a local install of those Windows apps, and then they run using the Proton compatibility layer to um, run them under Linux, even though it is a Windows executable. I don't think there's going to be any problems with any of that. Twitch Prime, you get those like 10 free games every month. I'm sure you'll be able to just download them and run them, and they'll run in that uh, compatibility layer as well. This thing will run pretty much everything. Um, And then you can load Windows. If it doesn't work for whatever reason, you can boot into Windows and then run that stuff through, uh, through Windows as well. Absolutely. All right, Jacob Freed. Sent in a message. They said, what I want to specifically know is can we install Origin, the Epic Game Store, etc., without having to wipe it and install Windows? It's been mentioned many times that we can install those, but it's always in the same breath as wiping it and putting Windows on it. I'd rather not have to do that and have all my game stores on the operating system that it came with. And I, I'm absolutely 100% with Jacob. I bought a Mac back in... Um, back when they first switched over to Intel chips and the reason I got it was because I was using a Mac at school at work or uh, for at college, I mean, and I was like, this is really cool. I like the operating system. I like the way everything's working, but I also play video games. So I got a Mac and said, I'll just, I'll dual boot. Right. 
and dual booting always to me seemed like a huge pain. I'd be playing a game and I'd be like, oh, okay, well, now I got to switch over to my other operating system in order to do this other thing. Oh, I, I want to go back and play some of this. All right, switch back over. <laughs> and it's always just kind of a hassle. So what do you think, Lloyd? Do you think, do you think you're able to install these things without it? Yeah, I definitely think there is going to be the ability to do that. Um, it's going to take a lot of the home homebrew community to to get this stuff working if it isn't already working. Uh, there's a launcher called um, Heroic Games Launcher, which um, basically is a command line interface, or sorry, a GUI for the legendary command line interface that is a Linux version of installing epic game stuff so it's a command line version of the epic game launcher uh and then this is a graphical version that runs under linux so if for whatever reason you want to you want to get the free game of the of the week on epic game uh, epic game store you can install uh the the heroic games launcher you can download that stuff install it and play it and all this stuff will run natively under linux and then the games themselves will not run natively but they'll use proton to then run under linux and we got some really good news coming up for some of the more modern games that have like anti-cheat and stuff built in uh there was a lot of questions uh, about that uh leading up to um, I guess episode six, because this is what the episode that we're in. Um, so there's even good news about that. So yeah, this thing will be able to run almost anything. And if it doesn't at launch, there's going to be a lot of people doing homebrew and 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 cobbling things together to make it work uh, in the not too distant future from then. Yeah, not not only homebrew, but like there were P- I can't remember who from Valve said it off the top of my, uh, top of my head, but they said something along the lines of. We expect the games will run. If they don't, we consider that a bug and we will fix it. So like they said that they're going to be very, very involved in that process of making sure that games will launch. It's up to to the developers to say how well they'll run. Right. But Valve is going to be very involved in making sure that the games that you own launch on the system. Will it be 100%? I doubt it. But it'll be 99.9%, which is far more than we've ever had on a device like this it's very very exciting in my opinion all right alan court they said i would like to understand more about the suspend resume feature and how it will work to my knowledge this is the only feature that can't be done on pc and is new to gaming so for those of you that don't know or you've never used like a nintendo switch or a playstation or an xbox you can be playing your game and then either on the switch just shut it off and walk away or hit the home button on your PlayStation or your Xbox and put it into like suspend mode. And then when you come back later, your game is exactly where you left off without having to save, without having to do anything. It's really, really cool. And Valve said that they were going to try Mm -hmm. and do that. Lloyd, do you think we're going to get that at launch or do you think that's going to be something that's going to come later on? Um, and we're just guessing. Well, I, I think I think it's going to be there at launch because there's there's a button on your Steam Deck that is meant to do that. There's the little the mm. little three dot button, I think, is the button that it is, which kind of is like your your Steam Deck's thinking about running a different game really fast. <laughs> um, so that's what it does. And I, I kind of don't believe it exists because this has never happened on a PC where you can just quit one yeah. game and start another one without waiting for five minutes. Um, but uh, Valve developer uh, Pierre-Lou Griffet said um, in, to IGN, we all agreed early on that we needed that feature, that it would be a core part of how people experience the device. And as we've seen many other mobile platforms, that's how people use their phones. That's what they're used to. Press the button and everything comes back the way they left it. Most of the work was actually more on the lower level OS side and in collaboration with amd we worked a ton on getting that stable but it's rock solid now and we're really happy where it's at so apparently it works this seems like awesome this seems like magic voodoo whatever else you want to call it it doesn't seem like it should work i can't wait to hit that button and see what happens because um that's going to be huge i use it on my xbox series x all the time uh i'll be in the middle of a game and i'm like you know what i want to go do one one more game level of this and then i'll quickly switch to it and do that i do it on my nintendo switch um obviously you can only really save and resume from the menu or go to the shop and things like that but it's still nice to be in the middle of a game and say hey is there an update for my game and pop to the the store and see if that game is there um it's going to be huge to have it on steam deck i i just wonder how well it's going to work and how 
how seamless it really is going to be. Is it going really going to be you hit a button, your menu comes up and you can launch another game or is there going to be some time and and more uh, dots filling up on the screen as it's waiting for uh, whatever the background tasks to uh, to finish? Yeah, and not only that, but uh, they've also talked a little bit about the idea. Um, they said that they're still trying to figure this out, but being able to be playing your game on your high-end gaming PC and suspend your game and then pick up your Steam Deck and pick up right where you left off seamlessly. Yeah. Like, if that happens, there's going to be people singing in the streets. It's going to be pandemonium, and yes. I am very, very excited for it. Exactly. Um Zend, uh, I'm going to mess this one up. Zendariel87, they sent in a comment. They said, question one, don't know if this has been covered, but can you boot the deck from micro SD? Personally, I would like to use the internal SSD completely for SteamOS and gaming and have a separate distro on the micro SD card for some light usage, like browsing the internet, drawing, streaming media, etc. Uh, so, I'm not going to read the whole comment uh, yet unless you wanted me to hit all those before we jump into no, that's the good. response. That's good. Okay. So I think that this is a really, really good point because there's a lot of people who keep saying you can just, you know, wipe it and run Windows. But right. most people, I think, are going to want this to to just pick it up and work. Mm -hmm. And the idea of completely wiping the operating system off of the device that's scary to a lot of people. Maybe yeah. not you, but to a lot of people. For sure. And for those people, I've got good news. Um, this leads us right, right into one of the big stories of the week is that Valve put out this FAQ mm -hmm. about all of the emails that Gabe Newell has been getting. Because for those <laughs> of you that don't know, he leaves his email open like a like a crazy man. Uh, and I mean, I... I sent him an email. He didn't respond, but I sent him one, and the question got answered in here. I'll tell you which one it was in a little bit. Uh, but the question uh, that uh, was his name, Zendariel87 said, well, can you tell us about the BIOS, and does it allow dual boot? And they said multi-boot is supported. If you have multiple operating systems installed and choose which one to boot to, users will have access to the BIOS menu. That's huge. <laughs> You turn it on, you hit the BIOS menu, you, I don't know, plug a computer in and press F2. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you, you push the button and it brings it up. Which, yeah. which operating system do you want to boot to? Yeah. That's really, really big for all those games that are, that will only run on windows. Right. That's absolutely huge. What do you think about this news, Lloyd? I think that's great. Um, we saw, um, was it uh, Linus Tech Tips, I think, um, got into the, the bias. I think it was during one of those, uh, one of the early videos where they had, people had hands on, um, they showed what the bias would look like. So it's probably mm -hmm. going to be, you start the device and there'll be like a little thing, touch here to enter bias. So you, you tap, yeah. attach the touch the top left or whatever you go into bias but um it's probably going to use something like grub uh which is a bootloader so you'll be able to say um this partition is bootable with windows this par partition is bootable with steam os this partition uh, this partition which is on an another another uh piece of hardware entirely is another linux booter and then that thing will pop up you'll be able to choose which one you want and provided that the actual um, things plugged in, if it's an external one, it'll boot into whatever OS that is. Um, pretty crazy that you'll be able to have a, a piece of hardware like this that you can install anything on. Usually hardware is so locked down when it's like a portable mobile gaming device. Um, but this is going to be great for the people that have really specific needs. You have the one copy of this game that used to only run on 486s and you need a specific version <laughs> of Windows uh, or or a specific version of Windows DOS uh, or Microsoft DOS rather to, to run it uh, through DOSBox or whatever, um, you're going to be able to make whatever custom image you want. And it's just basically a, a restart and a uh, and a finger tap away, I guess. Yeah, that's really cool. There was a comment I didn't I didn't grab it and throw it into the show notes, um, but there was a comment that I saw somewhere where somebody said, "I wonder how it's going to run older games." Because I think people like Lloyd and I, who are exceedingly aged, uh, I would say that we've probably had like really really old games and gotten newer hardware and been like. I'm feeling nostalgic for game X and you yeah. install it on the, on the new hardware and it just runs way too fast and it's unplayable. Right. It's a nightmare, which is where things like GOG come in because they kind yeah. of 
fix that stuff for you. Yeah. Uh, I think that that's all awesome, but uh, the idea that you can just switch the BIOS out and change things up and it gives you, it, it, it gives you solutions to those weird edge cases. And that's, that's what I think most people, <laughs> yeah. when they think about the steam deck, they think about the weird edge cases right. where we just want to know if it works even if we'll never do it. That's like right. I know that I'm never going to install Hearthstone on this thing, but it'd be nice if I knew that I could, you right. know what I mean? I think right. that's where a lot of people are getting these questions from. Yeah. And, and we had a lot of questions about people asking about, uh, can we boot off an SD card? Can we do all that stuff? That's all in the FAQs. You can boot off an SD card. So you could buy when Amazon has their, their stupid fire sales and you can get a 128 gig SD card for five bucks, you could buy a dozen of them and install different sets of OSs and games and you could be <laughs> as crazy as you want. That is ridiculous. I'm, I'm really happy because usually things like um, anywhere where you can put save games or data, usually they're super locked down because that's how you get um, like homebrew. That's how you can pirate games. That's how you do all the stuff with a with a console. Well, this is a PC. You can do all that stuff on any PC if you want. If you want to copy games, do whatever. You can do it. I'm not saying go do it because that's illegal. But, you know, do whatever the heck you want. Well, of course, they're not going to lock out the SD card. That question shouldn't even been asked um, by myself. But, of course, it was because it is so weird. And it's good to know that that is going to be an option. So you'll be able to have a, a, a bunch of different distros. You could actually have like a um, a RetroPie distro but set to mm. run on a different pe- a different piece of hardware, so a, a fork of RetroPie that is just an SD card that you pop into the Steam Deck, and there goes all your emulators and fun old games and things like that. Um, just so many possibilities with the, with this device. I I really cannot wait to get my own and start hacking it apart and trying to break it. Well, speaking of multiple possibilities, uh, here's another possibility. What if you have one Steam Deck and multiple people in the house that want to use it? <sighs> Hacksaw. Is that an, going to be an issue? And the answer is no, uh, because right here it says, can you have multiple Steam accounts on one Steam Deck? It says yes, and and this is just beautiful. It says yeah. each Steam account on the Steam Deck will have its own local sa- uh, save data and settings. So if I have a Steam Deck and my son wants to play a game on it, I can say, sure, yeah. uh, I'll make him an account on there he can sit down he can play his game he can play the game and then his save isn't going to mess up my save right that is really good and i'm so happy that they address that 100 percent. yeah that that's really nice that's a, just a nice feature that you generally wouldn't add to a device because that would be handled by the os the os would have like fast user switching and things like this hopefully it's a little bit more than that so you you go to a menu and you say i'm not i'm not bill anymore i'm bob and now bob has all these different settings compared to bill um i'm really really curious to see more of how the os looks and performs um but yeah some some other really great stuff in the faqs um a common question will the steam deck ui replace big picture mode um and they've they've talked about it a few times and and in this uh in these faqs it says that's we're aiming for but the rollout will happen in stages so they're not they're not going for shock and awe here to uh, change the way everybody uses big picture mode already yeah absolutely uh all right this one is the question that i sent in to gabe so you're welcome for me asking it although i'm (laughs) sure that there were thousands upon other people thousands upon thousands of other people asking this question will the steam deck support uh will the steam deck support external gpus and the answer is no disappointingly external gpus are not supported on steam deck from my understanding, and I could be wrong because I am not a tech guy. I mean, I understand technology, but I don't get into the nitty gritty of that kind <laughs> of stuff. Um, it uh, Using an external GPU requires a faster bandwidth through the USB-C port. I think it has to be Thunderbolt 4 in order for that to work. I might be wrong about that. Maybe it's three Thunderbolt four. 3. Yeah, Lloyd three, is holding up 3. 3 or 4, uh, so, depending. Yeah, it, it's it's one of those. It doesn't matter. It's not in the Steam Deck. So look forward to a future version that has that. Whether or not you want to use an external GPU is another question. Because, sure, right. maybe you could hook up an external GPU. But would there be like throttling that would happen because the APU can't keep up with the external GPU? Right. you've gotten and maybe maybe they've made that decision for you by because they tested it a billion times 
I don't know. Maybe yeah. they're just holding something back for Steam Deck 2. Right. Um, are you disappointed in this, Lloyd, or are you thankful that you're not tempted to buy an external <laughs> GPU? <laughs> it would be really sad if I bought this great portable gaming device so I could game on my couch and my recliner and in bed and on the bus and at the park but then had to lug around a power adapter, a power cord, and an external GPU connected through a Thunderbolt cable. That would that would really not make it a very portable game system. Uh, it kind of sucks that it doesn't work, but um, I, I understand why it wouldn't. Yeah, it would be nice to be able to do all of those things yeah. that you're talking about. You're playing at 800p um, on like medium settings or something, and then you come home, you dock it with your external GPU, and it's like, oh... Okay, well, now you can play at 1440p on high settings or something because you've got more hardware to power it. Uh, That would be really nice. Unfortunately, that's not going to be the case. And I am very disappointed, although also glad that I don't have I I don't feel the need to (laughs) go out and, and purchase an external GPU. Right. We'll see if that ever happens in the future. Uh, This question we alluded to earlier. Can I run non-Steam games through Proton on Steam Deck? The answer is yes. That is really, really fantastic. Yeah, that means uh, old old games that you have on floppy, if you can find some way to get a, a USB floppy hooked up to this device, you could probably run them. <laughs> you could run pretty much everything. Any game, doesn't matter which store it's being installed from, uh, for the most part, it will probably work on this device. Um, of course, there's anti-cheat and some other things that may get in the way, and I'm sure uh, between Valve and the, the various other developers, they'll figure out solutions for these when they come to these problems. Um, but yeah, it's it's really nice that you can run non-Steam games through Proton. And they've also come back and said that, yeah, any any um, modifications, any improvements to Proton are going to go back to the open source community. So making something work well on Steam Deck is actually going to make something work well on pretty much any other PC device down the road. Um, just it's it's pretty big of Valve to be doing stuff like this, giving back so much stuff to the open source community and mm-hmm. and releasing a piece of hardware that is so open so uh good on them for that you know the thing and this isn't like i hadn't planned on talking about this but i love that the number of people out there right now who are linux gamers is a very very small number sure and that number come come december is going to explode to a much much higher number and because it's going to increase so much like i'm talking probably i'm going to give Lloyd like some happy feelings right now, <laughs> hockey stick proportions. Cause he's a hockey fan. I am. Uh, we're going to, you're going to have so many more people gaming on Linux. It's going to uh, motivate developers to target Linux. And this yeah. is really going to weaken um, what I would say would be windows stranglehold on the gaming space at this point, but sure. uh, that's not in the show notes. So anything you want to add to that before we move on to these, uh, supposed benchmarks? No, no, that, that that's, that's, that's about it. Uh, everything in this FAQ is great. Um, 10 finger multi-touch. How long is the charging cable? It's 4.9 feet, Bill. Just in case you were curious, if you could plug into the wall, there you go. Um, and then they also went over again that Steam Deck will not be in retail stores. So uh, a lot of good questions that we've been asked here on multiple videos that we've put out, uh, multiple things that we've questioned on our shows. So it's good mm-hmm. that this FAQ went up to uh, kind of answer all those things. Absolutely. All right. Um, we know that there's a lot of people, like we mentioned anti-cheat before. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, Tom's Hardware uh, found somebody, uh, it was in some other language, so I don't know who this was, but they got their hands on a Steam Deck. They're a dev, and they started testing some other games that they had and reporting on how the games ran. Now, it's funny because I like one of the things that comes along with the like one of the things in the NDA from my understanding is that the devs are only supposed to show their own games running. And that makes perfect sense because, you know, if, you know, if let's say I'm a developer that makes game a and Lloyd is a developer that makes game B my competitor, I could make his game look kind of crappy and that wouldn't be a very cool thing to do. Right. So uh, I totally get why they're doing that, but, Apparently, this person did not get the memo because over at Tom's Hardware, they've got some information. There's no images or anything, but they've got some information about how games ran. Uh, So starting with Shadow of the Tomb Raider, 
they said that the Steam Deck delivered an average frame rate of 30 frames per second on the highest setting. The reviewer claimed that he didn't notice any stutter in the gameplay. Dropping the graphics preset to high got the average frame rate to about around 36, and then they lowered the image f- fidelity even more, and they were able to man- uh, they were able to manage to eke out 60 frames per second. Yeah. Uh, they didn't say which settings that they modified, but they were able to get Shadow of the Tomb Raider, which, if you ask me, is one of the most beautiful games ever, uh, running on the Steam Deck at 60 frames per second. Did it have every bell and whistle turned on? Right. No, but you can play it wherever you are and that's really compelling what do you think about that lloyd yeah 100 percent. like the um just being able to just adjust the settings and your your game frame rate doubled um that's great like that that is something that we can't do on consoles normally um so this this is going to be good it's it there's going to be tinkering anytime that you load up a new game you're probably going to be playing with the graphic settings uh, pc gamers are used to that anyway um, but, th- but this is really good. It shows that um, a modern-ish game uh, at highest settings is getting about 30 frames a second, which was the floor that that Valve really set for themselves. This, this is where we want things to to kind of start at, and then uh, adjusting settings up or down will uh, will adjust that as, as well, depending on if you're going up or down. Um, being able to get it at 60 frames a second is great, and I'm sure that all the settings that you've changed um, when you're playing on, on an 800p screen you're not going to notice them as much as if you were playing it on a 4k screen. So, um, yeah. so most, most gamers are probably going to want to crank down the visuals, um, because you're not really seeing that fidelity in, on an 800 P screen because you want more frame rate because frame rate just makes the game feel that much better. Absolutely. Um, they also got doom running at 60 frames per second on medium settings. They also got cyberpunk 2077, which is, <laughs> woefully optimized uh they got that one running at around 30 frames per second i think that was around medium or low settings yeah that's really impressive um and but i i (laughs) there's a lot of people out there who i think need the wake-up call that they are expecting to buy this thing they open it up and it's the second coming and everything (laughs) runs at 60 frames per second that's not going to happen. Yeah. It's just not going to happen. And you're going to have to, you, there are trade-offs with mobile gaming. Uh, the trade-offs are battery life, power, yep. weight. And they have to, they have to take all of these things into consideration when they make this thing so that it will work for most games. Now, is it going to run cyberpunk 2077 at 60 frames per second? Absolutely not. Yep. It's not going to, but will you still be able to play the game? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Lower the settings, you'll get better results. Hundred percent. My my hope is, and we've been saying it since episode one. We'd love that. We'd love it if developers customized their game for this piece of hardware, yes. and and hopefully it's seamless. Like hopefully, um, I get my Steam Deck. Uh, the next day, a big game I'm excited for comes out. I'm not sure which game is coming out in December, and if I even get in December or whatever, uh, or or January or February or whenever it's going to be. Um, the big next big game comes out. I install it. What I really hope happens is it says, oh, you're running on Steam Deck. We've optimized settings for this device. And that's it. Just a little pop up on the screen. And I don't have to go into the settings. I don't have to see, okay, it's 30 frames. Okay, I'm going to adjust this slider down. Okay, it's 35. Okay, I'm going to turn this little, I'm going to turn VSync off. Okay, it's 40. Hopefully we don't have to do that. Hopefully new games that come out have been tested on this device and they will just opt optimally run on the piece of hardware. Um, but yeah, it's going to take a little bit of time for that to happen if, if it even does happen, but I would assume developers want their customers to have the best experience on, on their hardware. And if they could target the the steam deck with very little changes to their code, they're going to want to do that. And we already have some devs that are doing that. We'll talk about that when we get to, uh, the dev pick the, the tweets from devs in a little bit. So stick around for that. All right. I think that this is probably the biggest news of the week, and that yeah. is the anti-cheat updates. First off, for for Epic Games, a direct competitor to Valve, yep. to mention the Steam Deck on their website is, I think, a really, really big deal. It shows how much attention the steam deck has that valve ha- or that I'm sorry, the Epic games had to sit up and say, 
okay, we're paying attention. Don't worry. Our stuff is going to work. And so right. if you don't know what we're talking about right now, a lot of the games that don't run very well on Linux don't run very well because of anti-cheat software. Yeah. Uh, and the reason why is because when you are doing using anti-cheat software, which is a good thing, by the way, I don't like cheaters. Cheaters, go away. We don't like you. All right. Um, when you're running anti-cheat software, it is looking in the background to see what processes are happening on this system. Are Is your computer intercepting anything and doing anything that it shouldn't be doing? And then when you use something like Proton, what happens is it intercepts a call from the game. It says, oh, this is the API that does this. Uh, let me go get the the corresponding API because it's Proton is translation. Uh, let me go get the the corresponding API and translate that to Linux so Linux knows what to do. Linux then says, all right, I'm going to do that, and it works. But the anti-cheat looks at that thing that just happened and says, is that cheating? I think that's cheating. I'm shutting you down. So, like, we've all been kind of on pins and needles. Are Valve going to be able to get people like Epic to get the Epic anti-cheat system and people like BattleEye to toe the line and make their systems work on Steam Deck? And the answer is yes. Lloyd, Yeah. did I get any of that wrong? No, no, that, that was great. Um, anti-cheat is... It's it's a piece it's a piece of software that'll run while you're playing a game and it's looking for hardware changes, uh, date and time changes, um, weird software stuff that's running processes. Um, are you directly ex- accessing memory that the game is is loading um, and and loading data to and from? So it's looking at all these things. And when you're when you're running into Proton, um, you may be your your game may may call something through DirectX that's like draw a triangle. But then Proton says, well, there is no compatible command to draw a triangle that's called draw a triangle. It's called draw a three-sided primitive. Um, so it takes that draw a triangle <laughs> thing and then it translates it into three-sided primitive. Um, but then those calls may not be um, comp- computationally exact. So when the anti-cheat software is expecting this update to take two milliseconds, but it takes five milliseconds, they're like, okay, someone's running something in in, in the middle that is altering this data. So I can't even imagine the amount of heavy lifting that it took to get anti-cheat running under Linux directly, but also running under Linux through a compatibility layer. Like those are two separate yeah. things. The amount of heavy lifting, the amount of developers that were working on this must just be um, just just numerous. Like it, it, this, this, this is a big lift to get this done. And it's done before the Steam Deck has even started shipping uh, to to us, the consumers, developers have it. But uh, it's happening before it even starts shipping to us, which I didn't think would happen. So this is this is a huge development. It is. And on top of that, it just goes to like, there's no way this happened like when did they announce the steam deck? Um, so we're on episode six so 12 weeks ago, roughly. Um, they announced the steam deck 12 weeks. There's no way that this happens in 12 weeks. No, this has been something that they've been working on for a really, really long time. And they've clearly been working with Epic games and battle. Eye and everybody else on, on getting all of this stuff, uh, ready to have a smooth launch. Will the launch be smooth? We don't know, but I hope so. Yep. And uh, this, it's it's absolutely going to be a lot smoother now that um, Epic Anti-Cheat supports Linux, Mac, and Steam Deck, as well as BattleEye also uh, supporting those things as well. So yeah. this is huge news, and I think it's it's very, very good. Now, the, the, the CEO of BattleEye, uh, Bastian Suter, uh, he did tell The Verge, he said, uh, the, the software... Uh, BattleEye will be compatible with the Steam Deck. The first game might start using it soon. So it might actually happen before the Steam Deck launches. We may actually see games running on Linux with BattleEye before the Steam Deck even hits people's uh, hot little hands. And I think that that's really cool. Exactly. Yeah, th- this this is huge. And, and like I said, uh, I mean, we've had other portable gaming PCs before, and there's a bunch on Kickstarter and Indiegogo, and you can go to Amazon and get these crazy knockoffs. But it wasn't until Valve, um, the, the 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 big 800-pound gorilla in the industry, comes out and says, hey, we're making this thing. It's running Linux. 
And all of a sudden, everybody that makes games are like, oh, crap. Okay, we either fix this now <laughs> or we're going to have a million emails on day one. And this isn't good for anybody. So um, they, they heard about this before we heard about this, I'm sure. They started working on getting this uh, working on Linux so that they don't they don't have uh, their customers complain that uh, um, first person shooter X doesn't doesn't run. And I want to go play with my friends and, and stuff like that. Um, having this working prior to the the Steam Deck's even shipping to consumers is, as I said before, just a fantastic development, and I'm I'm super happy to hear it. Even though no one likes anti cheat software because <laughs> it sucks that there's cheaters in the first place that this has to exist. Yeah. Your games would run so much better if we didn't have cheaters because they wouldn't have to have this piece of software running, taking CPU cycles for for this stuff. But anyway, the real world that we live in, cheaters exist on PC. They need to have this anti-cheat software, and it's going to run on Linux. Um, just huge. I, I love that this is happening. One of my favorite things, uh, for those of you that don't know, we have a community Discord server. There is a link in the description down below if you're watching this on the YouTube channel. If you're not watching it on the YouTube channel and you're listening to it on your fo- favorite podcast app, then head on over to nerdnest.tv, uh, and you can subscribe to our YouTube channel over there. Turn on the bell and all the notifications and everything. But down below the video, there's a description, and in there is a link to our Discord server. And every single, um, every every like every time I finish editing an episode of um, of On Deck, I make a new thread that is for the next episode of On Deck, and people drop their links and their comments and their questions in there. In addition to as uh, YouTube comments and stuff, and people kept dropping in these links to tweets from devs that have a Steam Deck in their hands and they're showing off their games running on it. Uh, and this is what we talked about earlier. Yeah, Devs are like, listen, I want my game to ride those coattails <laughs> of the Steam Deck because everybody's talking about it right now. So if I can tweet out that my game runs on it, then my game might get a new, a, a new lease on life, a new boost in sales, right. a, a longer tail, essentially. And we've we saw a bunch of them, and uh, so we got one here from uh, Mike Rose. He said Valve sent over a Steam Deck. Thanks, lovelies. <laughs> so I've been going through our games and checking whether or not they work uh, uh, without any additional dev on our part. Descenders works flawlessly. In fact, it runs incredibly well with ultra graphics on. I get around fifty to sixty frames per second, which yeah. is really really good to hear Definitely. and then lloyd's gonna love this one lloyd you want to tell everybody about this one because you love this game <sighs> yeah so terraria uh plus steam deck perfect combination for your adventures this is from terraria underscore logic on twitter uh of course this was posted in our discord and i said whoa valve better not lock them out of steam or the game will not ship uh <laughs> because we we do a stadia podcast and that happened early on um where terraria was supposed to come to stadia then the devs uh developer accounts got locked and they couldn't get a hold of anybody at google and they're like i'm never shipping anything for google again and then quietly over the next two weeks it's like oh it's coming uh and then it launched shortly after uh so that made me laugh that terraria is one of the devs or the devs of terraria uh showed this off as one of the games running on steam deck i want to play terraria on my steam deck i i want to do it so hopefully hopefully it runs well (laughs) I'm sure it will. In fact, um, I didn't find. I couldn't. I can't find the the image. I had seen this uh, on one day, and it was an image. It was not a link to the actual uh, site, but there was an image of like some text from. I think it was Terraria's website, and they said we've got our hands on the Steam Deck. Terraria runs really, really well, but we're optimizing things and we're customizing controls and we're doing all of those things that you're supposed to do in order to make your game run best on a set of known hardware. And I love the idea that they are customizing the controls to take into, into account that you have all of these other options. You know, I've played Terraria with mouse and keyboard. It works really, really well. I've tried it with, um, with controller and i just felt like it was absolutely lacking yep uh you played it a whole bunch on did you play it on controller when you were playing it no, mouse and keyboard i have played it with controller before on i can't remember which console it was it's not a good experience uh i've played it with virtual controls on ipad back when it first came out that was mm-hmm. an okay experience um but yeah i played through it all with mouse and keyboard and i i loved every second of it i love terraria 
Yeah. Uh, one of the one of the devs and publishers, I think they're publishers. I can't remember now off the top of my head that I really like. They put out a lot of games that indie games that I enjoy. Uh, they said, want some hot Steam Deck content? Here it is running Potion Craft Game, Cartel Tycoon, Black, excuse me, Skylands, and Despotism 3K. Yeah. What, but I, I don't know what any of those games are. But the <laughs> fact that it's Tiny Build, uh, that's very interesting to me because yeah. I like a lot of their games. Um, so if you see tweets over on the Twitters, and you see them and you're like, oh, look, here's a tweet of uh, of a dev running games on Steam Deck. You know what would be awesome if you guys could do? If you could reply to that tweet and say, you should go on the On Deck podcast and talk about the Steam Deck right. with Bill and Lloyd. And mention us. Uh, I'm at RunJumpStomp on Twitter. And Lloyd is at DASME on Twitter. That's D-A-S-M-E. We would really appreciate it if you could get devs to... Uh, check out our show and maybe we could get them to come on and talk about what it's like making games with the steam deck in mind definitely yeah that was one thing that we loved doing when stadia was in its pre-launch pre-launch state uh we talked to developers uh we talked to heads of of departments and heads of stadia uh entirely uh did a lot of interviews that was a heck of a lot of fun and we got some great information out we'd love to do it again um tiny builds back to the tweet uh, potion craft game a really fun game it was number one on steam for like the whole entire week after launch so it's a popular wow, really? game um you wouldn't you wouldn't know it by looking at the screenshots or watching the video because it's <laughs> uh it's very much uh looks like uh the little doodles you'd have in an old uh apothecary a book or something um so mm-hmm. yeah having all these games running and just like you you bill whenever i see a new tweet from a developer it just makes me smile that there's another steam deck in the world uh that is playing games and it just it just means that when i get mine all the games that i have are going to play better because developers will have had some time to uh to mess around with them absolutely well everybody that is it for this episode of on deck episode six is in the can we're all done with it if there are things that you want us to talk about on the show leave them in a comment below and speaking of down below down below there is a link that link is going to take you to into the am.com slash nerd nest that is where i got this shirt that i'm wearing right now if you click on that link you get 10 percent off uh your order as site-wide and they've got not just plain t-shirt i'm a boring guy so i like plain <laughs> t-shirts they've got all kinds of stuff i'm sure you saw it in the video earlier uh but into the into the am.com slash nerd nest lloyd you want to tell everybody goodbye before we get out of here yeah so yeah i don't know how what i'm gonna say well you you covered it so great in in that outro but uh yeah episode six is in the can uh i can't wait for episode seven because that means it'll be two weeks closer to when i can get my hands on a steam deck have a good one everybody <laughs>